Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to American Mentors Radio. I'm Stephanie A. Stratford, Board Chair and CEO of Youth Achievers USA Institute. Today's program profiles Youth Achievers USA, a national 501c3 public charity incorporated in Delaware. But you can connect with Youth USA via computer and high-speed internet from wherever you live, learn, work, or worship. Get started now at www.youthusa.net. Our guest today is Eric Stratford, Chief Information Officer and Program Director for Youth USA. Let's get started learning more about this corporation, its programs, benefits, and how we can get involved engaging our youth. Eric, tell me, what is Youth USA? Thanks for asking, Stephanie. Youth USA is a community of winners. The community includes Americans age 7 through 24, adults age 25 and older, veterans, faith-based and nonprofit organizations, businesses and agencies in partnership with Youth USA. Any American age 7 through 24, can become an economic beneficiary of Youth USA. Well, I'm wondering, we often hear it takes a whole village to raise a child. How does that relate to Youth USA? Well, I would um, like to just, before I get into the whole village, just talk to you a little bit about our motto. Our motto uh, for Youth USA, I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve, it, it's kind of like the glue, the, the core value that pulls all these pieces and holds them together. It's a non-denominational, non-ethnic, faith-based statement that says that if you believe in your heart, you can achieve a goal, speak it with your mouth, write the vision for your own future, anything is possible. Now, into Economy Youth USA emphasizes to young people that your future requires a vision, a plan, and people working together on the plan every day to achieve your specific life goals. Now, you ask specifically about the whole village and how does that proverb relate to Youth USA? You've heard by now that it takes a whole village to raise a child so widely used in Africa that there are equivalent statements in most African languages, including one knee bring up a child and one hand does not nurse a child. Widespread use of this proverb by cultures around the world, including the United States, shows its timelessness and relevancy. Proverb reflects a worldview regarding unity and self-sacrifice, in many African communities, it's still common today for a child to be raised by its extended family, in many cases, spending extended periods living with grandparents, aunts, and uncles. Even the wider community sometimes gets involved, as children are seen as a blessing from God to the entire community. Now, Youth USA believes that the phrase is relevant for any community any family, 
any ethnic group, race, or religion around the world. USA uses this whole village concept to economically value 20 caring adults who commit to investing their spiritual, physical, social, financial, educational, professional, and recreational value into a youth age 7 through 24. Now, the youth is someone they know within their family, their church, their mosque, their synagogue or community. With the 21st century technology, geography should not be a barrier to communication within and from village to village. For Youth USA, the whole village provides opportunities for an intentional pro-social approach that engages youth with diverse support systems to enhance their own positive youth development. But the youth and the adults must be ready, willing, and able. At the domain youthusa.net, it talks about assets and liabilities. How do we teach children to become assets and not liabilities? Great question. But before we get into how, it might be equally important to look at the why they should be assets and not liabilities. All day long, we the benefits of affordable health care, racial inequality, immigration, ethics in government. And at the end of the day, our leaders will have talked through, around, and over the single most important issue of our time, national security and how it relates to America's most vulnerable citizens is a conversation we must have, and now is the best time to have that conversation, to start looking at our youth through a national security lens. If we expect to reverse some 400-plus years of insecurity where we live, learn, work, and or worship. In a nutshell, Children, especially historically disadvantaged children, need to be able to read, write, calculate, communicate, think, reason, and use good judgment. When you can do these things, you are educated or trainable. Once trained, you can choose to be an asset and therefore not a liability to your family, community, and country. Now, some of our friends are returning home after spending some time with members of the Congressional Black Caucus. We went to Washington for the annual leadership conference and got some pretty bad news about the future. For more than 20 years, the Institute for Policy Studies, that's IPS, has researched inequality. Anybody who can read and comprehend what they are reading, can look into all things related to income and wealth gaps, so divide us in the United States and throughout the world. These folks at IPS partnered recently with another group that believes everyone deserves a chance to prosper. Prosperity Now helps make it possible for people, especially well, people of color and those of limited incomes, to achieve financial security stability, and ultimately, prosperity. They offer a unique combination of scalable, practical solutions, in-depth research, and policy solutions, all aimed at building wealth those who need it most. These are the folks responsible for re recently publishing a report titled, The Road to Zero Wealth. In this report, 
we learned that earning a middle-class income does not guarantee middle-class economic security. White households in the middle-income quantity, those earning 37000 to 61000 annually, own nearly eight times as much wealth of 86000 as middle-income black earners who own only about $11,000 in wealth. And... Ten times as much wealth as middle-income Latino earners who own only $8,600 in wealth. These um, this disconnect is in income earned and wealth owned is visible the entire income spectrum between these groups. Last year, these folks published another report, The Ever-Growing Gap Without Change. African-American and Latino families won't match white wealth for centuries. They asserted that if current trends continue, it will take, get this, Stephanie, it will take 228 years for the average black family to reach the level of wealth white families own today. For the average Latino family, matching the wealth of white families will take 84 years. So, to answer the question, how do we teach children to become assets and not liabilities? A necessary first step is to access the information and make sure that every caring adult has some idea of what it takes to be an asset and not a liability. Our children tend to mock us and do what we do instead of what we say. If adults take asset building seriously, and demonstrate positive development in terms of our lives and finances, we become role models for our children, youth, and young adults. They may choose another path, but we must at least set the example. For young folks, you can choose to become an asset and not a liability. When you decided to become an asset, you're going to need access to some money in the bank. And you're going to need to understand the difference between saving and spending, between producing and consuming, between income earned and wealth managed. You can get started now at www.youthusa.net. You mentioned once you decide to become an asset, you're going to need some money in the bank. How do you describe money in the bank? Well, money in the bank is a dollar value held on behalf of an economic beneficiary. Any American youth aged 7 through 24 who believes I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve offers the Youth USA corporate asset. A beneficiary's vision of his or her own future expressed in seven written goals establishes a base value for growing a community asset. Based on one of the programs discussed in the Road to Zero Wealth Report, caring adults participate in economic inclusion activities aimed at adding value to the youth beneficiary's vision of his or her own future. Saving and investing are emphasized through dollar-matching individual development accounts, promoting sustainable social enterprise. You talked about seven goals, and the very first goal you mentioned was spiritual. 
why is spirituality important at Youth USA? Wow, that's a that's a heavy question. You know about money, right? Well, most of us deal with time from a from a TikTok, a chronological uh, chronos time um, mindset. But there's other stuff always going on around us. Case in point, the sun comes up every morning, sets every evening, whether we live, die, whether we choose to be an asset or a liability to whatever created that sun and put it up in the sky. A spiritual goal is one of seven key written goals required by Youth USA for a youth applicant to become a candidate, youth achiever. Seven goals are spiritual, physical, social, financial, educational, professional, and recreational. The goals are considered to be collectively to be a vision, a holistic vision of that youth's future for himself or herself. Now, in order to achieve goals, a youth candidate must first believe that they can achieve and faith or what we call I can may have heard an elder remark, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And that's what's happening, sports fans. Going back to the Youth USA model, if you believe you can achieve, you must not only believe in yourself, but believe that you have received power, favor, and authority to open doors and walk into your own future. Now, an example, as an example, a Christian might learn that by seeking God first, that all other needs will be added. For others, it represents their individual faith. And for some, it has other definitions. Youth USA values but does not dictate an individual's religious or motivational foundation, personal and individual choice. We only ask that you identify and recognize that it exists, energize you to achieve your other six goals. Now, we know the word learning, and we certainly know the word earning, but Youth USA puts this together in learn to earn. What does that mean? Well, learn to earn is simply a learning objective. Any educator worth her next paycheck should be talking to young folks about an economically sustainable future. People used to say, if you get a good education, you can get a good job. Read this report about Road to Zero Wealth. You may get a different perspective on that. And as caring adults, the good job means good things, a better things, your home, a better car. In many cases, a good job means better credit and the opportunity to buy even more good things. To Earn teaches us the difference between income and wealth. It's not as complicated as politicians and policy folks in Washington, D.C. make it. To get there, you've got to find some ways to save more, or you keep on spending your way to zero wealth. It is an individual choice. Now, wealth is the buffer that families need when faced with unexpected economic shocks, like a lost job or broken down car. Wealth is also the capital available to families to take advantage of economic opportunities like buying a home, saving for college, or investing in the stock market. 
Ultimately, wealth can be the difference between a family maintaining and strengthening their economic status or failing in economic insecurity. If there's a lesson learned from a 400-year-old experiment from Willie Lynch to Trump, you make habits that eventually make you. Can you tell us why it's important for youth to get involved in business and economics? Uh, I got a pretty good idea. If you study history, you know about some bad stuff that has happened to people who look like you. If you have goals and purpose, you know that something has to change. So how do you make the connection between youth development and national economic security? The group probably doesn't even exist anymore, but a little while back, 20 government departments and agencies that support youth agreed on a definition of positive youth development. PYD, as a definition, is an intentional, pro-social approach that engages youth within their communities, schools, organizations, peer groups, and families in a manner that is productive and constructive recognizes, utilizes, and enhances young people's strengths, and promotes positive outcomes for young people by providing opportunities, fostering positive relationships, and furnishing the support needed to build on their leadership strengths. The Interagency Working Group on Youth Programs developed a research agenda focused on positive youth development. Their collaborative consensus-building process Representatives from federal agencies identified three research domains, conceptual issues, data sources and indicators, and program implementation and effectiveness, and key research questions that could benefit from future research. PYD had its origins in the field of prevention. In the past, preventive er efforts typically focused on single problems before they surface in youth, such as teens, pregnancy, substance abuse, and juvenile delinquency. But over time, practitioners, policymakers, funders, and researchers determined that promoting positive asset building and considering young people as resources were critical strategies. As a result, the youth development field Again, examining the role of resiliency, the protective factors in a young person's environment, and how these factors could influence one's ability to overcome adversity. Those factors included, but were not limited to, family support and monitoring, caring adults, positive peer groups, strong sense of self, self-esteem and future aspirations, and engagement in school and community activities. Researchers and practitioners began to report that young people who possess a diverse set of protective factors can, in fact, experience more positive outcomes. These findings encourage the development interventions and programs that reduce risks and strengthen protective factors. The programs and interventions are strengthened when they involve and engage youth as equal partners. Ultimately, providing benefits for both the program and the involved youth. Most people have heard of CNN or MSNBC, but what is AMWS? Well, the Youth USA News and Information Program creates 
learning opportunities in media arts. The American Mental Wire Services, known as AMWS, integrates produced informative videos from seven theater channels, informative feature articles, and photographs in an interactive internet blog format. The service provides beneficiaries and stakeholders with interactive tools for presenting ideas and opportunities for consideration by the Youth USA Board of Directors. A former broadcaster for an NBC affiliate in Washington, D.C. introduced this program back in 1994 as a resource for telling the Youth USA story. AMWS has since kept pace with multimedia innovations now available to youth beneficiaries as learning opportunities. AMWS has produced online FDIC Money Smart for small business modules, and that's in support of a monthly virtual business roundtable event. Spreading the good news within small groups through AMWS is a sustainable strategy in this era of fake news hacking. You know, award shows are very prominent in our era. We've heard of the Emmys, the Espies, the Tonys, the Oscars. What is the annual Youth Achievement Awards? Well, uh, as you know, Stephanie, in 1996, um, you honored 10 young Americans at the annual Youth Achievement Awards. That event recognized applicants who believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve. They submitted seven money-in-the-bank goals as a vision of their own future and shared that vision with a whole village of 20 caring adults. Over the last 21 years, the event has evolved into a circular capacity-building program that supports small community-based nonprofits and faith-based ministries with human capital needed to support developing youth where they live, learn, work, and or worship. So if I'm a youth or if I'm a caring adult, how does a young person become a youth achiever? Well, in the 21st century, a youth achiever must be ready, willing, and able to be the change. It will take a whole village, caring adults, committed to the positive youth development of one American age 7 through 24. The process integrates organizational development and leadership development with substantive community engagement and revenue-generating strategies. With the help of a caring adult community asset manager, any American youth between age 7 and 24 can go to youthusa.net and get started on building your own future. I was going to save this for another time, but we still have a lot of time left. We have about uh, six or seven minutes. So I wanted to ask you, how do we achieve economic security personally and even collectively as a community? Why don't I why don't I answer that by uh, by by previewing your your next thirty minute segment? Um, how do we achieve economic security personally and as a community? Um, some years ago, we sat down and met with Dr. Ben Williams, uh, the president of the Cobb County uh, Southern Christian Leadership Conference, uh, and Dr. Williams um, 
suggested to us that he saw some pillars on which you might model uh, 21st century Southern Christian leadership, that all the things that had happened with uh, the King, that Dr. 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 King endowed uh, Southern Christian leaders with, that those things needed to be put into some type of, of activism and that activism needed to be economically sustainable. So we worked with Dr. Williams to create an economic entity, local community model, called the uh, Cobb SCLC Freedom and Justice Fund. And that particular fund provided the community with a model for reinvesting in children in their community, uh, making sure that the values of Southern Christian leaders that were inherited from the movement are now there to be reinvested to, to solve some problems, the first of which being to end this road to zero wealth. Uh, poverty um, is going to be impacted by what we earn, but more so by what we learn and what we just agree that we will not repeat. So in, in a nutshell, um, economic security, we're going to need to start that, that conversation with a working definition of economic security. So let's just say that economic security or financial security is the condition of having stable income or other resources to support a standard of living now and in the foreseeable future. What do you think is the most important thing that a caring adult can do now to impact a young person's future? Believe. We've got to believe that change is coming, that there's a brighter day. Because if we don't believe it, how will we ever achieve it through them? We're going to have to believe something in them that they don't see themselves. And we're going to have to be so strong in that belief. It catapults change. You talked about the annual Youth Achievement Awards. Is there an application that people can get to? And, and how do they get to it? There he is. Um, you can go to www.youthusa.net. We strongly urge and recommend that you start this with a computer. A lot of people like to use apps on mobile devices because they're more convenient. But we need to share something with you that as the uh, as we've moved down this road to zero wealth, it's been because we have adopted habits as consumers and not producers. Used to change. By the time a president, by the time Barack Obama came along and he started talking about change, people were talking about, "What do you mean change? What's that?" And so, um, so, so we went for eight years, eight years, and this brother, who was basically a prophet from another planet, must have been because he came back with some some thoughts and ideas, some visions and some dreams, and an audacity of hope that America right now should be valuing as we're looking at what's going on with the hurricanes in Texas and Florida and Puerto Rico and the Virgin Islands. So if I have a computer that's 10 years old and I'm still doing dial-up, 
I probably need to upgrade my computer or get connected with a family member or a friend who has a more recent computer and high-speed Internet. Is that correct? Bingo. You don't use 20th century tools and expect a 21st century outcome with a 21st century citizen. I'm glad you explained that to us. Uh, It's so critical that we understand that as we want change in our lives, we also have to be prepared to change ourselves. Well, that just about wraps up this broadcast. Join us for our next segment on learning more about Youth USA with our guest, Eric Stratford, and also more about economic inclusion and economic security. I'm Stephanie A. Stratford for the American Mental Wire Service and Youth Achievers USA Institute. You can join them at www.youthusa.net. That website again is www.youthusa.net. Have a blessed day. Every day is a new day, so when you wake up, smile. Whether you live in the inner city or stay uptown. They say no one can see the future, but it's totally wrong. Look in the eyes of our youth and you'll be quoting this song. Indeed, I believe I can achieve whatever I believe I can achieve, which means I can be the one that I've seen in my dreams so many times. So it's up to me to be or not to be. What it'll take for you to get there is prayer, determination, patience, and a little faith. It's clear. It's not a race, but a walk in the light with the teachers beyond the class and reaching beyond your grasp, believing that what you have is nothing compared to what you'll gain. If your faith and your efforts can be sustained, no more to be explained. So with that, I'll leave you with this. The key to succeed is to believe. I believe I can achieve whatever I believe.